Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. I am so glad you're here with me today. We have a great episode. I have another one of my sister coaches on the show, and you guys know how I love, love, love just bringing you a variety of coaches that are amazing because if someone resonates with you, I just, I want that. Um, There's a lot of toxic coaches out there, and I think the world needs more good ones. So I'm always excited to have one on this show. I'm not sure if you had a chance to catch it. I believe it's only up for 48 hours, but I had an interview for a health and fitness summit. It's about building your health and fitness business. However, I spoke about not waiting until you get there to love yourself. And I kind of related it also to business, you know, not waiting until you get to like a certain level of a success in order to be happy or to celebrate. But then, you know, it also translates to fitness journeys and health journeys. Why are we waiting until we look a certain way, until we weigh a certain weight, till we believe that we have to be that in order to be happy when we can start feeling it now. So I talk about that. Like I said, I'm not sure if it's still live. It's live for 48 hours. So today would be the last day, Wednesday, 24th. Um, But I will have it. If you missed it, don't worry. I will have the recording available on this podcast and we'll post it as a solo episode at some point, maybe in a few months. So you'll get it if you missed it. Besides that, yeah, I I don't I tried something new on my Instagram the other day and it was so cool. I called it Pep Talk Tuesday and I just kind of put a little sticker out there and I was like, give me some context and I'll give you a pep talk. And oh my goodness, it was so fun. It was so fun to have women just be like, hey, I'm going through this or this is happening tonight. And just, I went on a video, not a video message, sorry. I did a voice memo and I just gave them a pep talk. I just kind of felt in to what I felt like they needed to hear and just let it rip. And it it was so good. I One, I loved it because it just kind of helped um, build me up energetically. And the women that I did it for just had such good things to say in response and just like, wow, I really needed that. Thank you. So I kind of want to make this a regular thing. So if you want to pep talk, if you want me to pep talk you, if you want me to be your hype girl, because I am happy to be your hype girl. If you need a hype woman, I've got you. So hit me up in my personal Instagram at Extel Rose and just be like, Crystal, I need a pep talk. This is what's going on. Lay it on me. And I will reply with a with an amazing pep talk just for you. <laughs> so aside from that, you guys, I don't know if you listen to Self Love Sunday. I always have that going on. It's just a little biteable episode for you to just kind of, you know, I don't know, relate to what I'm going through. And if there's any actionable tips in there, I put them in there, but really just kind of sharing where I am at. So today, Ashley Pearl. Oh, I love Ashley. Her presence is just so amazing. It's so great to just kind of like be 
in it with her. She is an emotional wellness and embodiment coach, as well as a breathwork facilitator, aka your higher self's greatest cheerleader. She helps women embody who they truly are so they can live a life that they absolutely adore. All right, you guys. So like I said, another one of my amazing sister coaches is on today. And I just always appreciate the unique perspective that all of these beautiful women bring to the table. So Ashley Pearl, welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Pumped to have you here. So we like to start things out with goals, gratitude, and badassery. So I won't like throw all that you at once. (laughs) But right (laughs) off the bat, what are your current goals? Oh, I love this. Um, One of the goals that I have been working towards this past year is just solidifying my my coaching program. And so I will be launching that by the end of March here. I'm really excited about it. It's called Embody You. It's going to be amazing. I don't want to, don't want to spoil too much, but I'll be sharing more about that soon. Awesome. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So exciting. And yeah. gratitude, what are you grateful for? Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for. Oh my goodness. So much. But the one thing I actually was thinking about today actually is just, I'm so grateful that so much in this world lights me up, you know, like from, from coaching to facilitating breath work to music and dance and connecting with people. I, I just get such a good feeling from all of it. And, and I know that for so many people, that's not the case. You know, like a few guitar chords doesn't make certain people come to tears or like connecting with someone and watching the, the feeling I've gotten from just coaching clients recently and all of that. I'm just grateful that I have that because I know that's not the case for everybody. So yeah, that's very, that's a very unique gratitude. I love that. And mm-hmm. badassery. So something you've done recently that you think is pretty badass or that you're really proud of yourself for. Hmm. Yeah, I, I moved to a different part of the country during the pandemic. I thought that was pretty, pretty badass. Um, yeah. Can I stay too? Because something else is coming up. Yeah. I'm a badass, right? I can do that. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's really badass for anybody to to do the inner work. You know, like this. I mean, you you and I have been part of a program for the past year, so you know this very well. It's pretty easy to kind of move through life a little bit asleep or, or just moving, like choosing the easier path or path of least resistance. And it takes, Mm. I think a lot of badassery to really like go head on into doing the work and to, you know, choosing things that might take courage, you know, honoring who you truly are, for example, doing something that maybe your family doesn't fully understand, or it's different than everyone around you. I think that's ultimate badassery. That Yes. You know, I actually like, I think you make a really great point there. And I kind of want to elaborate on that. Like doing the work is very different from just like working your ass off or going hardcore. You know, I feel like I see, especially because I've been, I've been in the fitness world forever. um, Mm -hmm. And you always see that like, no excuses, blah, blah, blah. Like this real hardcore mentality. And I feel like people have always like strive for that, but those people aren't even doing the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, ah, (laughs) extreme. And it looks so different for everybody, right? Like for that person doing the work could really look like actually resting and like honoring Mm. that your 
body doesn't want to go 150% every day. It's, you know, being, being courageous and being like, you know what, like my body does not want to get its ass to the gym this week. And I'm going to allow it that because like trusting your body's wisdom is, is doing the work over something external over thinking that you have to do this crazy workout to feel or look a certain way. It's, it's all part of it. Yeah. I love that. I really, I really think that, you know, looking inward and deciding what do I need and what do I want as opposed to like looking outward and being like, well, that person has it together when it's, you know, it could not be true. I mean, it very well could be, but it might also not be. So look to yourself as a guide instead of someone else. So you were facilitating breath work and what drew you to doing breath work? or to coaching that because I obviously I've been exposed to it and I love doing it. So like what kind of like made you decide to just do it all? Yeah. So I did breath work for the first time a couple years ago and it was actually someone who had done the hungry for happiness program that you and I both just completed and graduated from someone in it was leading, um, just like a, you know, anybody could sign up free breathwork class. And I did it not really knowing what it was. I had heard about it, but I was like, all right, I'm I'm just down to try whatever. I got in there with her. It was just a one-on-one session. I breathed for, you know, an hour and just felt more connected to my body than I really had in a, in a long time. I've reached states of feeling really embodied and connected to myself through dance or through music, but in just kind of sitting with my breath, like something so simple, I'd never felt that before. And it brought up a lot of emotions for me. It brought up a lot of stuff for me to look at. And I just fell in love with it. I I thought this is like, it's like a key, you know, so many of us stuff our emotions down to the point where we can't really, we don't even know what's there, right? Mm. Like we don't know, we don't know what might be running the show underneath the surface. And what I realized was breathwork brought so much up to surface for me. And it gave me a container in which I could feel and connect to myself and feel like so, so embodied. So it's kind of, I use it in my coaching practice because I truly believe it's, it's a beautiful starting point for someone who wants to start doing some inner work, but maybe Mm. doesn't know like how to connect to their emotions. You know, it's not, seems like it should be the most simple thing taught in school and somehow it's not. No, (laughs) no, emotions are bad. Don't have those, right? (laughs) Right. Suppress them, push them down, act positive all the time. High vibe. Big girls don't cry or whatever. Did you, okay, your first ever experience, did you cry and were you like, whoa, what was that? Yeah, I, well, my whole body got tingly <laughs> mm. and I cried, but out of like gratitude. Like there yeah. was so much, there's so much transformation and just showing up for the practice, you know, like breathing aside, just being in like a very vulnerable space with a woman who, I mean, mm. she lived in Boston. Like I did not know at all, letting her see me just like lay down, breathing, crying. Like it was, it was all transformational outside of the breath. And then, yeah, my body just felt things it hadn't felt before. Emotions came up. I felt like I was getting intuitive downloads, mm. you know, for someone like me, and maybe you relate to this, I, my mind is a busy place to live. You yeah. know, it's people, people say monkey mind. Like I have lived with a monkey mind for so long. And the more I started doing breathing on my own, after I did that first session with, with that woman, I realized like, Oh, things are getting a little quieter here. Mm. You know, I can actually hear my intuition. It's not being led by my, my crazy brain. That's always running a mile a minute. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. first time I did breath work, I was like, what am I crying about? <laughs> Where yeah. did this come from? <laughs> it totally. just like, it just went from like, and I'm breathing and I'm breathing to like, just raw emotion. It's so cool. It's, I mean, it's crazy, but it's, it's really cool that connection. And like you said, with downloads, I'm, I'm always like wanting to grab like a journal or something and just write down stuff like literally in the middle of a session. And then, so then I think myself into a pretzel because I'm trying to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, don't totally. forget. Don't forget. This. Yeah. Still some work to be done there. So what like, what led you to find like your own healing and your own inner work? Like what, what was that spark? I think I've had this spark honestly since I was little mm-hmm. and my life has just been going towards anything that, that brings me a greater sense of fulfillment. You know, my whole life, I've always, I was always that friend that when friends were kind of talking down on themselves, I was like, no, like you're fucking amazing. How do, why do you not know this? Like, why do I know this? And you do not know this. And I always kind of had this idea, like, I just want to figure out how to be as fulfilled as possible. You know, everyone Mm -hmm. wants to be happy and we kind of go about life being like, Oh, if I do this, or if I get this job or have this salary, I'll be happy. But I knew that that wasn't the case. I knew that I wanted to find happiness like in every moment, you know, find happiness in the most simple things. And about, I don't know, a few years ago, I started just like tuning more inward and leaning in towards like, what is true for me? You know, like where in my life am I saying yes to something that I really want to say no to? Where am I not fully expressing myself? Expression has been a really big part of my journey, at least in the beginning, because felt like I lived a muted life, not really like being true to who I was because I was dimming, dimming my light, trying to kind of like match everyone else. When I was young and at like a critical age, at the age of 12, I, I moved schools pretty abruptly to like a very, from a very safe school where I sat with different people every day, had a lot of friends to a public school uh, where things were just really different. And I mm. learned to be really good at being a chameleon and just match other people and, and, you know, worked really hard to fit in because it it felt safe, you know, especially as like a 12 year old girl. That's yeah. Things are already crazy as is, right? That's like (laughs) the most important thing when you're 12 is to like fit in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, for a while, I just, it took me a while to recognize that and have awareness around like, I'm acting in a way that actually isn't true for me. Let me kind of lean into that and see why. So the last few years has really been just like honoring, honoring what feels good for me, you know, trading nights out at the bars with friends for like nights in vision boarding with people who like I've met online, honestly, virtually through these programs and like just people who are, who are like-minded and are interested in the same things. And it's just really brought me on a huge journey. It's so multidimensional, you know, there's so Mm. much, I have working eating disorders, you know, on my own before I even joined the Hungry for Happiness yeah. program that you and I did. I became aware of just a lot and really um, just began, yeah, expressing myself so much more. And now I'm, I'm committed to helping others do the same because like life is meant to feel really good. We're meant to do things that make us feel like our most true selves. And we put so much power and just like external validation that we sometimes miss the point of that. Yeah. So I have like, now I have like a bunch of things to ask you. So (laughs) when you were, when you were that person for your friends where you're like, what are you talking about? You're amazing. Right. Were you able to do that for yourself? Uh, That's such a good question. And honestly, my body contract a little bit because that's hard, right? It is so much easier, I think, to like 
it's almost a way of avoidance to focus on everyone else's like stuff than your own. Mm. And I was able to do it to a certain extent, but I think I was kind of bypassing a little bit. You know, I, I, I always felt like I had so much to offer the world, but yet I was limiting it and, and kind of, like I said, dimming my light, not really fully expressing. And so it took me a while to kind of call myself out on that bullshit. I was like, Ashley, you gotta, you gotta notice this right here. Yeah. That's like the self-awareness is something I relate a lot to. Cause I just, when you know, you know, you know, <laughs> it's like, you can't, <laughs> you can't get away from it. Cause you can't yeah. lie to yourself. It's there. It's in your face. I mean, some people deny it and lie to themselves. Sure. But you know, it's like when it hits you and you know you're on your bullshit, what are your choices? Well, you keep you can keep going on and being on your bullshit and, and that never feels good. Yeah. <laughs> or you but can, it's so awesome. Yeah, or you can make a shift for sure. So tell me about your eating disorder. Like how did you how did you said that you heal you worked through that and healed through that yourself? So how yeah. did, how would it tell me about that? Yeah. So again, very like a multi-dimensional story. I've, I've struggled with like various um, disordered eating patterns and eating disordered disorders in college. I developed bulimia and I had, I had struggled with my weight and my relationship to my body for a really long time. I mean, starting at the age of 10 or 11, I went on my first diet. I had lost a lot of weight and had was just getting praised all around from family and from teachers and from all these people. And after that happened, I, I had like, you know, I was, I was aware, I was very aware of my body. I'd always been a little bit mm. bigger than, than people around me, my family and I, like, there was always a lot of like kind of mindless eating or just eating a lot until we're past full, but that was just kind of the norm. And I wasn't really aware of how those patterns impacted me until later in life. So Fast forward to college where I'm, you know, in this situation where I can eat it up whenever I want, you know, dining room, all this stuff. And I'm just, I'm binge eating like crazy. It was only until sophomore year that I started developing like binge eating, uh, the binging and purging patterns. Mm. And what's so wild about it. And I feel it's like crazy to even speak out loud. I didn't acknowledge that I had an eating disorder until last year. Wow. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, or I guess I guess the year before last year, so 2019, right before when I signed on for Hungry for Happiness, knowing that I was going to be sharing my story openly, I didn't acknowledge that I had an eating disorder because in college, those patterns were very normalized, sadly, and they still are. And that's why mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about speaking openly about it now. I didn't tell a single soul. I didn't even like tell myself or acknowledge like these patterns are, this is an eating disorder, Ashley, you know, like you're you're doing this for a reason. And I, I think I was able to heal the bulimia. Like it, I guess maybe seven years after I graduated college, I, I started like, like I said, leaning more into this work and just embodying more like who I was. And I think naturally I was like, I love myself too much to keep harming myself in this way. Mm -hmm. So it kind of stopped naturally though. Then other patterns like binge eating, emotional eating, things like that, orthorexia, just like I became really obsessed with eating healthy and was like shaming my family and friends for eating like something with sugar in it. And like that whole thing, you know, like yeah. just, it, it, it just, it's, it's morphs into so many various things. Yeah. It's, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's crazy that like it took you even 
that long to be able to acknowledge that, to realize that, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, we've had some, some of our listeners DM me and just be like, Hey, listen, like I didn't realize that I had disorder eating patterns at all, or, you know, this obsessive eating until I listened to like, you know, one of your episodes and it was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know it's, and I think it's uh, breaks my heart because it's so woven into our society as women. You know, I'm sure there are men that struggle with eating disorders, yes, and will not deny that. But as women <laughs> suffer from this, far greater, far far greater, and it is just societal. And you know, to be thin and to be perfect and to look a certain way and we always just feel bad about ourselves and we're constantly on this hamster wheel trying to achieve something that doesn't even exist and if it and if we were able to get to whatever it was would we even be happy no no so yeah we just keep on spinning keep on spinning. Yeah. There's a movie, I think it's about to come out. It's called like behind the before and after. Mm. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's, it's basically talking about like before and after like photos and like all it really exposing just like the, the diet industry and, and how it's like a, I don't even know what the number is these days, like $70 billion industry, whatever it is. And how women who are reaching the like goal weight or the after picture Mm. are actually like so not happy. Like they didn't achieve what, and like, we know this because we've gone and done so much work, right? Like that, that it's, it's in the journey and and there's no like there, there's no, Mm. once I reach this weight, I'm happy, but it's so ingrained in, in, like you said, society and the marketing we see and even like, uh, family patterns. And and I'm, I'm really interested in like, how things are kind of passed down and what that means as well. And helping a lot of women realize like some of these patterns that they take on aren't even theirs and there's nothing wrong with them. Like that was a huge part of my learning and my journey was like, until I heard someone talking on YouTube about binge eating, I just thought that something was wrong with me and I had to like hide it from the world because mm-hmm. it was so like, so horrible to look at. Right. But the fact that so many women are experiencing the same thing like something's going on here and it's not necessarily, it's not, it's not your fault, right? Like it's not your fault and there's nothing wrong with you. Right. There's just something that needs to be kind of looked at and and that's what we get to kind of do. Right. Like it's just like a glaring symptom of a bigger, I don't want to say problem, but it, you know, something internal that needs to be loved and healed. Yeah. You know, like that's not something that healed whole people on the inside do it's just a sign it's a symptom I love that the before and after so it's funny because even just a few weeks ago I was like you know what I'm done I'm done with before and after pictures I'm not posting them anymore I don't care I don't care if I get super jack shredded because I'm doing xy program or you know if I gain weight whatever who cares because comparing yourself now to a past photo of you that only shows one dimension of your growth or your change like it's absurd it's absurd and like for me it is you know and I think that some people like sure do your before and after pictures girl like you do you that's totally fine there's nothing wrong if that's something that you want to do but for me I was just like why am I showing why am I going on my platform using my voice to compare myself to a past version of me because you know what that past version of me 
was doing the best she damn could at the time. And like, even if that past version of me was fitter and maybe happier, like who I am now has grown. So there's growth there. I see women all the time comparing themselves to, you know, two years ago and they're like, I was so fit then. And oh, I want to, I want this back. I want to get back to this. And it's like, stop trying to go backwards. Like stop trying to go back because you're missing who you are today. You're missing it. Yeah. And uh, I honor you so much for that, you know, just to, to stay true to what feels good for you today and like not post that before and after anymore. And like, like you said, use your platform to just share this. Cause I'm sure your entire following is like second, you know, thinking about that and being like, okay, mm. there's something here. And, and the photo just focuses so much on the external, you know, like you said, and I yeah. think like with anyone who struggles with, with their relationship to food or their body or someone who's just so obsessed with like the outer thinking that's going to bring them the inner happiness that they're looking for. It's just so distracting. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just, I think about how much of my life I was just so distracted where 95% of my mental capacity was worried about my food, my diet. Like, could I go to the social event? Like, will I, will I cheat? You know, counting my macros, being on the plan, making the 5am workouts. It's like, I was distracted as hell. And there's so much more this world has to offer. There's so much, again, like beauty out there and like beauty within yourself. If you get to like recognize it, but it, you, like we're just distracted by these outer things. So I think it's beautiful to change the narrative around those before and afters. And like, we're always growing. Our bodies are meant to change our, our self, Like we're meant to change and evolve and grow. Like to constantly relate yourself to a past version doesn't always make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just, and, and you know what, like no matter what, no matter what that before and after picture is, your brain or someone else's brain looking at it will always go to, well, that one looks better than that one. Mm-hmm. Period. So mm-hmm. like if you gained a bunch of weight and maybe you're not super duper shredded in this after photo, right? And, but you feel healthier and you feel better. And then some jackal goes on there and is like, you look better before, or like you look better now. Well, fuck off. Like, you know, like, I don't need you to tell me which looks better for you because it has nothing to do with you. But it's like, you can't look at a before and after photo without thinking, and this one looks better than that one. Or you're making that judgment and it's going to be different for different people looking at it or for yourself. But it just, it just automatically puts that there. And so, putting that there and then trying to say in the caption, like well, one photo is not better and look at than the other or does not mean that this is better. Like, okay. Okay. And spell Becky, like fit spell Becky. We get you. Like <laughs> we got it. Yeah. It's not. Then why are we posting it? Why are we comparing? Yeah. I think I just like, that's it. Comparing. Like we need yeah. to stop just comparing. Like if you want to like, I think it's beautiful to post a photo and say like, here's what I'm currently embodying. Like I, like yeah. this, this is me. Like this is what lights me up and like yeah. just change again, the narrative around it. Like maybe we'd get to, we we, yeah. maybe we'd, we should start something like that. Like just like a different reframing again, the narrative around yeah. it, just posting no comparison photos, just yourself, who you are in this moment, knowing that tomorrow it can completely change and that's okay. Cause we yeah. have the right to like, just honor who we are in every moment. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, this is my body right now and I love it. <laughs> yes. Like, this is my body right now. Yes. Like, here it is, you know? Not, well, I have cellulite too. And shut up. They're not flaws. They're not. They're not fucking flaws. We've been like programmed to think that cellulite is a flaw when it is like a naturally occurring thing. I mean, and yeah. this is this is coming from someone who I, I went through cool sculpting, right? And I like 
actually deformed my legs. Like it went wrong. <laughs> There's oh, a little too much was taken out. Right. And it was devastating for me, but we're not quite completely fixed yet. But do you think I care? No, not anymore. I'm like, where are my shorts? And if an indent dimple roll, whatever shows like, so. Yeah. No, no. Our bodies, our bodies house our soul. Like it, it took me realizing this, like kind of mm. get, get a little spiritual here for a second. Hope that's cool. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, as like, long as you don't start talking about we're in a simulation, then we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I won't get there. That'll be a, that'll be for a future conversation. No. But like our, our bodies are literally just housing like our soul. They allow, like our hands allow us to do the work in this world. My voice allows me to speak and to coach and facilitate breath work. Like when you focus on what your body is able to do, you stop really focusing on all the, like, again, like being distracted by things like, what does my ass look like today? Or what, Mm. you know, it it just matters less. It just matters less because you realize you're so much more. Mm. And that's just, yeah, but that's just a message that I want to like spread as much as possible. Cause I think realizing that in myself helped me shift where my focus was going, Mm. you know, like I'm still, still moving my body because I care about it. Right. Like I'm still like eating foods that are alive and nourishing because I want to feel good. I want to be energized so that I can do all these things I love. You know, it's not like I'm just, yeah, focusing on, on getting some, some external look for a certain external validation from people. I don't even know. Like it's just, once you get past that, it's really beautiful how much like the world opens up to you and just how much more is there. And I think that that's like, you know, when you focus on what your body can do and how it feels like naturally, like comes back around full circle to like you enjoy how it looks. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, oh, I like this now. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Instead of trying to trying to force it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. force it on in there. So you, your your feminine energy, man, is like crazy. (laughs) Like it is a lot. I love it. Like. Oh, thank you. I love it. And I just want to like disclaimer out there. This When I say feminine energy, I do not mean some heteronormative, like no, ma- masculine, feminine. That is not what this is. So before you, <laughs> before you accost me on that, that's not what I'm talking about. But yeah, you have like this really flowy mm. feminine. I can like feel it. <laughs> thank you so much. That, I love that. that means a lot to me because it's, it wasn't always like that actually. Really? And I, I, I yeah, it's kind of like, peeling back layers of who mm. you aren't so that you can get to the core of who you are, right? I mean, growing up, I've had I've had actually like managers and people have told me that I'm like really hard and really like aggressive. Mm. And it's so funny to think back on that because that's just so not true to my natural nature. And, you know, it's part of evolving and growing as a person and a woman and, and all of that, just peeling back the layers of who you aren't so that you can get to the core of who you are and, and leaning into like femininity is is something that I've really had fun had fun doing you know that's really cool I'm I'm working on that right now because I I relate like I had such toxic femininity back back years and years ago and and then I went like full circle and like it just went into like the masculine and like hustle and go 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 and so Mm -hmm. now I'm like trying to find that like that pendulum swing right a really great balance between my masculine and my feminine and allow the feminine in and it doesn't have to be like it was but I'm so averse to feeling sexy 
And before I was like, I'm friggin' sexy. Like, you know, like I was like, I, that's all I cared about. And all I cared about was other people thinking I was sexy. And it was such a distortion of, you know, the feminine energy. And, and then when I just kind of flipped and I went hard into the masculine and I didn't want anyone to think I was sexy, like that freaked Mm. me out. No, no, you know? And, and now I'm like, it's okay to have that feminine flowy kind of, you know, like sexy touch your body, like dancing, you know, <laughs> like type thing and still have, you know, my, my masculine qualities that are no longer hardcore distorted either. So yeah, yeah. I like, haven't talked with anyone about this. <laughs> really. Ooh, I love this topic. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to talk more about it even after this. Like I, I, I was just talking to someone about, I, I actually led a breathwork session. It, it was, mm. it's one of my favorite sessions I've led to date all about masculine and feminine energies. And I used to think it was like, oh, I'm in my masculine. I'm go, go, go. Like I'm really mm. structured. I have a million schedules and to-do lists and that's the masculine. And then the feminine is like, oh, I just wake up and kind of see what my body wants to do and just really honor that. But it's actually like, like you kind of spoke to with, with honoring the healthy balance of it. It's like, the masculine is what holds those like sacred containers so that the feminine can flow. So like I have to do this. I have like a a general schedule, but I give myself the permission that if my body's not feeling it that day, then, you know, if my, if I was like, okay, I'm going to do this intense hit workout tomorrow. And then I wake up and my body's feeling like more, more, more feminine. And and you said sexy, like, you know, sexy (laughs) sexy feels different for everybody. I think for me, like, leaning into my, my sexiness or my femininity recently has been like allowing myself to kind of like hula hoop dance. I just, I took a belly dancing class last week that I I absolutely love just like trying, trying different things on for size, you know, it's going to feel different for everybody. But I think the, the main thing that I've like taken away from like honoring my feminine is just, yeah, like honoring what feels naturally good in my body. And anytime Mm. my brain, my brain's kicking in, like, no, you should actually do this. That's just the masculine, like, coming in there being a little bit overbearing. So it's, you get to play with both of them and they both play a really important role, I think. Yeah. In, in yeah. I think like, I've really been noticing like that pendulum swing. Like I said, like it went from like mm-hmm. one, oh, like not healthy to like the other side of not healthy. And so now I'm in this space where I'm balancing them and, and really kind of like what feels good. And, and when it comes to, you know, that masculine energy, like what, what do I get to leave behind? Like, what do I not want to embody you know like what is not you know good for me and then you know the feminine qualities too like what's what do I not want and what feels good and yeah no I love this because it's so it's so interesting and everything is really rooted in this in the masculine and the feminine and it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it doesn't mean like it's like the whole like societal thing that drives me crazy but yeah like like we're not saying you know being one or the other is bad or that you can't embody both or if you embody a little bit more one than the other like it's totally fine you can be a woman and and like be really grounded in your masculine energy and it's totally cool you know or a man and really you know like in that that feminine flow totally cool um it's not about labeling it's about like feeling into you know, what feels good. What's true for you. Yeah. yeah. Just honor yeah. it. Like uh, it all comes back to embodiment. That's why I love this word embodiment. Cause it's yeah. like embodying what feels good for you. What's true to your nature. It's going to be different than everyone else. That's why it's such bullshit that people go around being like, this is how you should live life for ultimate mm. happiness. This is how you should eat in order to feel great. It's like, we're all built with such different compositions. So that's going to look and feel differently yeah. for all of us. And it's like, it's our life's 
journey and opportunity and gift to like navigate that and try different things out and just keep like honoring what feels good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, and in the fitness world, you know, I mean, this is like the reason why I started a boutique and everything, you know, it's because like these women that had muscles that, you know, it's rebellious and it's still, it's getting a little bit uh, more common, you know, but it was mm-hmm. at the time a little rebellious for women to be lifting weights and to be putting on muscle. And then you get attacked all over the internet. Like you look like a man and, and it's like put, put having muscle mass and, and having muscles. Like I don't associate that with being masculine at all, like right. at all. And I didn't then, you know, and it's, and that's why I created Rebellia. Cause it was like, listen, you are, you are feminine as fuck. Like you are a badass and you can go in the gym and deadlift, you know, 300 pounds and you could put on a dress and look hot as hell. And neither one, that's not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Love it. Well, uh, thank you. Oh my goodness. Like I can't even believe time just flew. Um, but we like to end things. <laughs> We like to end things on a quote. So do you have a quote that either you live by or something that has been like hitting for you recently that you can share with us? Mm, yeah, I love, I love quotes. Um, I actually have, I don't know if you can, oh, you can't see because my blinds are down, but I always keep <laughs> a quote on one of my little, like those little boards. I love the quote. I think it's Marianne Williamson. She says it's at the end of one of her like beautiful speeches or something, or no, it's from her book, Return to Love. That's what it is. Mm. And it's like, when we shine our light, we give others permission to do the same, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And I've kept that close to me for a really long time because I, I think I mentioned earlier, for a lot of my life, I was like not not living life as my true authentic self for a myriad of reasons. Mm-hmm. And I kept coming back to like, the more I stay true in who I am and speak my truth and, and act in, in something that's in alignment with who I am the more I'm giving other people permission to do that too. And it's been, you know, confirmed for me in so many ways. Like anytime I, the first time I spoke out on social media about, you know, having an eating disorder, struggling with X, Y, Z, so many people reached out to me being like, thank you. I now feel comfortable to like share this with a friend or whatever it is. It just, we all are just walking each other home, right? Like that. And that's not, that's, that's round ass. That's not, you know, my quote, but it's, I love the quote because it's like, we're all just helping each other get back to like what's true for us. And sometimes you need to witness someone else doing it and like being okay. You know, I survived. I, I shared the most, the biggest secrets. I ripped off the bandaid. I literally shared like everything that was so like secret, like a secret to me on social media all at once. I ripped off that bandaid and I survived. Mm. I was okay. And like more light has come from that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So true. I love that. So where can they find you, Ashley? Yeah, right now, finding me on the gram is the best way to go. Uh, my handle is abundantly underscore Ashley. Abundantly, oh gosh, is spelled like abundant <laughs> and then L-Y underscore, <laughs> underscore Ashley, A-S-L-E-Y. I love that you didn't try to spell it. That's amazing. I was about to, and then I was like, yeah, that's not going to go so well. I don't want to embarrass myself publicly here, but um yeah, I trust everyone will be able to find me. If not, maybe put it in a show note or something, help us yeah, out. <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you Thank so you. much for taking the time today. I absolutely adore you. you, love talking to you. And yeah, it's going to be, I think I think people are really going to like this episode. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been so much fun chatting with you and can't wait to talk again soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self-Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time. Thank you.